Welcome to Echo Sunday Service. We love that you're here with us today. We are in the fourth week of our Enneagram series called You Who, all about balancing self and God's word. Today we are diving into the heart triad, numbers two, three, and four, answering the question, how do we find affirmation of our true self and reject false perspectives? For those who are in pursuit of joy or looking for a positive outlook, a remedy the Bible often references is to give. Proverbs 11:24 says one gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and one who waters will himself be watered. I know nothing fills my heart more than the joy of giving, whether that be with my finances, my time, or my talents. If you would like to give through Echo, there are two ways to go about it. Text your amount to 84321 or head to the website below. If you're new to Echo Sunday service, expect this to last a little over 30 minutes. We'll start with the Echo Band and Andy and Christy will speak. We'll take a moment of reflection and we'll wrap up hearing closing thoughts and probably a terrible dad joke from Scott. <laughs> Lastly, let us know how we can pray for you. Comment on this video or email us your prayer requests. Let's do this together. And let's start by hearing from one of Echo's own. Hey Echo family, my name is Kristen Rogers and I just wanted to share with you um, some fun things that I have been reading lately. Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wildflowers grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? This has been speaking to me so much because this year I have been able to watch the wildflowers pop up on our property and the different plants, all things that I have nothing to do with. And they are green and they are vibrant and they are beautiful. And it's just a constant reminder to me and my family that God is in the details. God has this, God has us. God always provides for us in, in the right time and fashion of when we need it. And I'm so, so thankful that I get to be witness to all this beauty um, that is around us. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up to when I lay my head, I will praise of the goodness of God. 
to me With my life laid down I surrender now I give you everything Your goodness is running after Is running after me Sing it again Your goodness is running after It's running after me Your goodness is running after talking about looking in the mirror to do your hair, maybe your makeup, or to shave that sweet stash of yours. I'm talking about looking into the mirror of the depth of your soul. You who. I just want to jump right into the content this morning. So if you have your Bibles, open up to Matthew 4. And just before we start reading 4, I want to tell you what's going on at the end of chapter 3. Jesus is being baptized in the Jordan, and as he's coming up out of the water, a voice from heaven says, this is my son whom I love, and I am well pleased. Jesus hasn't even started his ministry, and his father in heaven, God is simply leaning in. He's saying, before you do anything, I want you to know this one thing, Jesus. I am a proud father. How cool is that? I love it. Isn't that awesome? I just love that message. Uh, but then right after that, and this is where we are, we're going in chapter 4, Jesus is led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. <laughs> uh, insert awkward laugh. Uh, mainly because this is a contrasting image of the affirmation of the Father and the confrontation of our foe. See, th- I believe this is the war within. This is the battle that we experience in this life. And it doesn't matter what Enneagram type you are or triad that you resonate with. This is our challenge. How do we receive the affirmation of our Father and yet overcome the allurement of our foe? Jesus overcame. And I believe if Jesus did, then I believe that the Holy Spirit will help us so we can overcome as well. So the next three weeks, we want to unpack the three parts of our being. Also, the three Enneagram triads in relationship with Jesus's temptations. Yeah, and I just love how God works. And 
as we were looking at the year and some of our messages and series that we wanted to talk about. The our calendar. End, the calendar, yeah, it landed in this moment. And if there was ever a wilderness for many of us. We're in it. <laughs> we're in it. And, but I also believe that like what we learn here will ultimately help us there. Absolutely. So I'm excited about diving into some of these temptations uh, of Jesus. Are you? Yeah. Are you ready? Great. Yes, I'm ready. Okay, well, let's go back to Matthew uh, chapter 4 and verse 2. It says something like this. After Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus was hungry. <laughs> surprise, surprise. And that's when the tempter came to him in his weakest moment. And he gave Jesus three tests. Three tests that I call stone to bread, jump and catch, and kingdom and worship. And I want to look at that last temptation first and then move backwards through the Enneagram triads. Uh, let's look at verse 8. It says this, The devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus responds by quoting Deuteronomy 10. And he says, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. What we want to do is just take a few moments and begin to unpack the heart triad. And, and before you check out, if you're not in that heart triad, this is the one message that I want to give you permission to listen to and think the whole time, man, I wish someone else was listening. <laughs> At the same time, I'm hoping that you take notes for yourself so you can relate to them better but back to the text, I believe that if there is ever a temptation that a heart-driven person would resonate with, it's this one. You see, shame is like a mountain that we allow to sit on our shoulders. It is a weight way too heavy for us to carry. Yep. It can also be an iceberg. If you see an iceberg in water, we just see the top of the iceberg, but there's so much underneath that. Mm -hmm. And a heart-driven person like me, being in this triad, will work a lifetime if we're not careful to cover up that shame. Mm -hmm. And we will do everything possible to conquer that mountaintop, to do things our own way, yeah. and camouflaging the, the real root or the real problem. So if you look at the Enneagram 2, you will please and attempt to achieve your goal. Enneagram 3s will deceive and attempt to achieve their goal. And then lastly, Enneagram 4s will withdraw and attempt to achieve their goal. Hey Hope, what do you think it would look like to see different Enneagram types as a news anchor? Could be cool, could be stupid. Tickle in my throat. Oh my gosh. Hope, I heard you coughing from the other room, so I brought you a beverage. I hope it's not coronavirus. Probably is, and that's fine. I'm gonna take good care of you. Got a bunch of DVDs, got a bunch of stuff to take care of you in quarantine. So uh, I gotta take care of a little mess. All right, everyone, we go live in five minutes. Everybody places, we go live in five minutes. Got it. Is there anything I can do to help with the teleprompter? Jordan, no. You're the, you're the co-host. Uh, okay. Thank you just here to help. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's start with the two. 
What do you, what do you know about the two? Do you relate to the two? 100%. I am. A, I have a lot of two in me. It's a very strong wing. Twos are generous. They're the most generous people I know. Selfless, mm -hmm. kind, compassionate. Um, when I think of the twos in my life, they're constantly worrying, thinking, wanting to help others. Yeah. Like worrying for others. They carry that load of... They're like the biggest helpers. Yes. Ones and twos get things done. Let's just say that. Give me a story from you relating a to a two. Yeah. A good one or a bad one? I We all prefer the bad ones. I know you do. <laughs> I think of a, I have a lot of examples. Um, I think for me, I can fall in the trap. I The phrase I think of is, I got it. Like, I got it. Um, it can be carrying in. She doesn't. Carrying in groceries. Like, or going to Costco and running all the errands for the family. Another one is like when we're hosting, which normally we host a lot. And so I like, I do like to clean up while people are here because it stresses me out and mm -hmm. Andy will testify to that. So like I can fall in the trap of not receiving the help of, can I help load your dishwasher? Do you want me to sweep? And I can say, I got it, I got it when I know there's an hour plus worth of work when everyone leaves. Yeah. After the party happens and no one helps, how are you feeling? Well, then I can get resentful <laughs> or bitter. Um, and it's my pride too. I think I just want to easily put on the facade that I can I can handle it all, I can do it all. And mm -hmm. my heart wants to be able to do it at all, but, but the reality is I can't. Yeah, and nor should you. And nor should I. And I think healthy too is what I've learned, what I've read about a lot where the Enneagram's helped me so much is understanding my limitations or understanding my temptations in life and even just the patterns that I put myself in and thinking one mm -hmm. step ahead. Mm -hmm. So me vocalizing my desire is to be able to do this, but I need help. And I think pride, you know, you can start having some unhealthy tally marks too. Like mm -hmm. I'm the one that's done this this many times and you haven't done this. And I think it's, or it's like no one, if I wasn't here, it wouldn't get done. And I yeah. don't think that that's the way God wants us to look at it. The Bible story that points out a number two character. Mary and Martha. Mm -hmm. 100% is, I resonate with Mary and Martha so much. If you're not familiar with it, Jesus comes to their house and Mar Martha is running around. She's cleaning. She's preparing all the food. She's serving them. Well, what's Mary doing? Oh, Sitting man. with Jesus. She's enjoying Enjoying the company. his presence, enjoying him, connecting with him, and just like all in. And I think for me, I have seen myself daily where I am... Martha, I'm running around, I'm cleaning, I'm doing all the things, and that's how I start my day. Be present with those that you're with. Like, be all in, mm -hmm. put the phone down, and embrace the company. You know, I, I heard a phrase this past week, it says, don't put the emphasis on the meal, focus on the gathering. Yeah. And I think that's just another way of saying, like, focus on those who are with you. Yeah, absolutely. The core temptation of a two is to to please people mm -hmm. by what they do in hopes that whatever's missing on the inside, they'll get back from that action and that work. But as Christie's brought up, after everybody leaves and the dishes are dirty and your house is destroyed, I can tell you, although the evening might be, it might have been amazing and you might have served people to the nth degree, you'll still be wanting you'll still be empty.
Has anyone seen Jordan? We were supposed to get started like five minutes ago. Anybody? I'm a winner. Number one. Jordan with Now News. You got this. You're the man now, dog. I feel great. I feel wonderful. Let's lean into the three. Do you resonate with the three, Christy? Yes. <laughs> a lot. I have a lot of three in me. What do you think? Yes, she does. <laughs> okay, threes. We are achievers. I, you know, get it done, task-oriented. Um, I think a lot of entrepreneurs are threes, strong leaders. What do you think? What do you think of when you hear a three? Mm -hmm. She's loud. Oh, a lot. Is that a description, Andy? <laughs> give give us, um, and let's talk a little bit about that temp temptation. Deception. What kind of goals would threes have? To win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an achiever. I don't like to lose. The three Very wants competitive. To win. Always. Very competitive. You know, I actually had an epiphany this past week because we've been talking Enneagram so much just with because of the series. And, you know, when I was in school growing up, being at a very young age of really wanting name brand clothes. Mm. And I didn't have them. You know, my parents always had great clothes for us, but it was, you know, we were on a budget. And so my mom couldn't afford to buy me guest jeans. So she would buy me Jordache jeans, which were the upside Come down triangle. And it's like, dude, mom, doesn't work. But at a very young age, that stuff mattered to you. 100%. What so, you looked like. Yes. Then. So I, I mean, I took, I took, on a paper route when I was Zion, our oldest daughter's age. I think I was 11 maybe. And I was doing a paper route every single day after school to have my own money. And I remember going to the Apache Mall here in town for Moonlight Madness, buying my first pair of guest jeans for $27 on clearance. Like I remember that and I was, because it mattered to me so much or wanting a name brand bike and I was like, I don't want to wait for my parents because I knew it cost a lot of money, so I'll get a paper route. Like, that's crazy to me looking back of understanding At a very brands. young age. Yeah. Uh, let's chat a little bit about Bible characters. What do you think for an Enneagram 3? Is Justin Bieber a, a Bible character? Nope, but I love the Biebs. <laughs> I was thinking about Jacob and the story of Jacob in the Old Testament and how he deceives his brother and his father to get what he wants. Mm -hmm. uh, but ultimately what it does is it sends him out of his family in fear for his own life. And then he goes and works for an uncle who takes advantage of him and begins to deceive him. And I think that's what's so scary about the three. The three can be so good at deception but I think that the worst lie that a, that a three can tell is a lie they tell themselves. Mm -hmm. Minnesota is now mandating the wearing of medical masks in all public spaces. I don't really like that. Hear me out here. I think everyone needs to remember they need to keep their individualism throughout all of this. I don't want to be defined by my mask. I, for one, am creating a beautiful mask out of oil-tanned leather. Sure, it doesn't breathe at all, but man, I'm going to look good.
What do you know about the four? Fours are some of the most creative people that I know. Um, a lot of artists, musicians. Um, you have deep, a deep well of emotion. You feel all the things. Um, thrive to be just individual, like an individual. You want to be different. You want to be known. You want to be seen. You want to be loved. Mm -hmm. I can resonate with the four. Uh, being an Enneagram one or resonating with a high one in my stress, I can become extremely individualistic. How so? Uh, man, if, if things aren't going the way that I want them to be, then automatically my mind starts working in a way where I'm like, well, I'm going to accomplish this by myself. And uh, the other way I really resonate with the four is that inner desire to be different mm -hmm. than everybody else. Uh, and, and sometimes the pursuit of difference um, is not a healthy one. It can be exhausting. Because it's a goal that doesn't lead you to where you should go. It leads you to where you want to go. As followers of Jesus, it's very important to understand that that God has a plan for your life. Mm -hmm. And as a four, even though it, uh, maybe God's plan seems a little ordinary, uh, that it's okay to submit to some of those ordinary plans because I believe in the ordinary God shows up to do his extraordinary and the things that he's able to do are, are going to be far greater than what any four can do on their own. So. Yeah. The weaknesses of a four within the shame triad would be, I'd say envy. When I think of the fours in my life, I think we can, and I have, I have four in me too, but I think we can always think the grass is greener on the other side, or if I had this, or if I had what they have, then I would find mm -hmm. happiness or mm -hmm. joy. And I think it's an easy trap to fall into. I think there's a line I heard this past week that I was like, whoa, that is so good for fours. And it's being, that you can fall in the trap of being dissatisfied with the current, like the present situation that you're in, but terrified of the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just, I think of, uh, I think that temptation of Jesus is so perfect for the four because where does where does Satan or the tempter bring Jesus on top of a mountain? Mm -hmm. And they show that he shows Jesus everything, all of creation, mm -hmm. all of the kingdoms. And in essence, I think that's what the four wants. They want their own little kingdom and they want control of that kingdom so it looks exactly they that they the way they want it to look like. Yeah. I just think God wants to remind you today that to stay in your lane, to be confident in who he's created you to be, that no one is like you, that you are unique, that you mm -hmm. are different. And I just think that that is something that you need to carry every single day with you. Absolutely. And the, the biblical character, I think that resonates in that four number, Enneagram four, is Joseph, the, the coat of many colors. Joseph has this dream. He has a picture of this futuristic thing or you know concept of his life and where he was going to be and he's a dreamer and so he shared it with everybody uh, but it wasn't necessarily accepted and so what happens is he's sold to slavery he goes to Egypt and eventually many many years later his brothers return to Egypt in need and you can read about Joseph having this emotional fit and really drama-filled kind of interaction with his his brother. So mm -hmm. I think if there was a Bible character in the scripture that would resonate with the four, it's there. And I think the lesson that the four needs to learn is this, 
is the things that are in your head, the things that are in your heart. Yes, uh, some amazing maybe revelations, uh, but you have to begin to trust God in the timing of that revelation or when to reveal that. And, and again, as I, I think, and generally speaking, in that heart triad, we have to be careful with pride. Yeah. Christy, any last words for our heart peeps? You need us. <laughs> Seriously, you, though. You need us. That's we what need, she said. Yes, we need you. <laughs> no, we do. We need you. You are a part of the body of Christ. The heart is critical for life, for passion, and for worship of Jesus. That's absolutely. You are a critical part of the body of Christ. Uh, let's go back to the mountaintop. Let's go back to uh, the scripture that we were reading. Uh, Satan says to Jesus, you can have all these kingdoms. All you need to do is bow down to me. All you need to do is worship me. And I, I think it's one of those things, the heart triad is more susceptible to that than other temptations. To say, hey, you know what, if I just do this, then I can acquire this. I can acquire this position. But I just want to reiterate that there's so much more than that mountaintop. In fact, I think there can be so much beauty found below, found in the valley. Jesus, at that very moment, looks at the enemy and says, Satan, get away from me. I'm going to worship the Lord God and I'm going to serve him only. I'm wondering if we would take an honest moment for some reflection. And ask yourself the following questions. Are you serving your goal? Or is your goal reflecting God's greatness and wonder? Are you serving in hopes that those who serve you will notice you or praise you? Are you stretching the truth in hopes of taking a shortcut to get to the top? Or are you on this journey alone in hopes to stand out and become self-made. See, I sense that today is the day that you look at the tempter and you say, not today. See, I believe today is the day that our traps are revealed, that we'd expose those methods and those temptations and to begin to lean on God's plans. So twos, we wanna challenge you to take a seat at the table, yep. to sit down and be present. Threes, we want you to seek God's truth, yep. to believe it and to live within it. And fours, we want you to trust, to trust beyond yourself and to start trusting what God is saying. Absolutely. The good news with what's going on is that we don't need to make all the effort because God will. I mean, we've got to play our part, but our part starts with surrender. The God of the universe, the God who created this heart, wants to have a relationship with you. And he's in the business of er erasing your shame, forgiving your mistakes. And all you have to do is just simply accept the rescue that he offers. We want to invite you at this moment to join us and to pray this prayer. It's not the end all, but it's the beginning of just simply saying to Jesus, I believe in you and I put my trust in you. Would you pray with us? Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again. 
always us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me. In Jesus' name, in his authority. Amen. Amen. Father, we just come to you right now. And I just pray for every single person listening right now. I pray that you will just continue to remind us of who we are and that our hearts will continue to be transformed. God, I pray that we can take a seat at the table. I pray for your truth to wash over us Mm -hmm. and that we can believe what you are saying and we can live within it. And I pray that we can trust your voice and we can trust beyond our current circumstances and situations. And we just pray for every single person that you will meet us where we're at. In Jesus' name, amen. God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for speaking life over us. God, thank you for calling us to your table. 
Thank you for speaking truth in our lives. And thank you for being someone we can trust in. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed the prayer of surrender during the message for the first time or the first time in a long time, would you text the word rescued to 97,000? Or would you email us? We want to connect with you. We want to help guide you in this journey and the next steps in your faith. If you are new to the Enneagram, we want to encourage you not to be afraid of being a beginner. This is worth it. Don't be afraid to start. Pastor Andy said earlier in the message that in the ordinary, God shows up to do the extraordinary. Continue pressing forward and trusting God. He wants to do big things for you. Thank you so much for your continued giving here at Echo. You guys are amazing, and we are making a huge difference locally and around the world. You can give two ways. Here at the church, you can text the number below or you can go to our website. If you are able and have the means to give, would you please do so? If you don't have the means and you have a need, don't be afraid to ask. Now some next steps. On Sundays, we're deliberate. We give you a shorter service and our hope is that during the week, you would dig into some of the extra content that we're putting out. Make sure that you are listening to the Echo Podcast. The Echo Church Podcasts are amazing and I personally find them hilarious and I think you will too. Big shout out to all the twos, threes, and fours out there. We are so grateful for you and all you bring to those around you. You guys are awesome. Now, I don't know about terrible, Sam, but here's a joke for everybody this week. Why did the math book look so sad? It was because he had so many problems. Have an awesome week, everybody.